superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Only those who wish to listen may do so. Rogers has provided the Jets with a wish list of free agents. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Let me say this. <laughs> Let me say this. The Rich Eisen Show. I like the way you think, Aaron. <laughs> now that's a thinker. It's not my money. It's not his money. Earlier on the show, baseball Hall of Famer John Smoltz, Eagle Center Jason Kelsey. Coming up, NFL Network analyst Bucky Brooks. And now it's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. It's a great chat with Jason Kelsey, future Hall of Famer, talking about his decision to come back. Aaron Rodgers made a decision to come back and play for the Jets. He says he's been uh, on record since Friday. That's what he wants to do, continue to play football, play for the Jets, saying that the Packers are digging their heels in on compensation. That's all happening as we are now, let me do the math, two hours from the new league year beginning in the National Football League live on the Roku channel, Sirius XM Odyssey, this Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio affiliate. We have an in-studio guest here to kick off hour number three. Joining me, sitting here to my right, thankfully he accepted this invitation to this show uh, unlike, uh, well, at least, at least it wasn't the NIT where I was invited <laughs> to. Otherwise, he would not be here. Come on. <laughs> from the North Carolina Tar Heels, if you will. But, of course, my colleague from the NFL Network and the NFL Media Group and the host, along with Daniel Jeremiah of the Move the Six podcast, the great Bucky Brooks here in studio. Good to see you. How uh, you doing, Rich? What's yeah, going you, on? You said, is your team in the NIT? And I'm like, yeah, we took we took that invitation. Oh, okay. That's cool. Like, look, it's, look, not, look. It's, not, it's not below us. It's not beneath us. It's not, but you can hang that banner? You can hang the banner if you win it? You can hang the banner up? Me personally, I'm not getting the ladder. I won't get it. That's what we're doing? Like, we're, we're okay with that? Like, so that's the thing, because here's what happens if Carolina goes to the NIT. Yes. And heaven forbid they don't win the NIT. Yes. It's all for naught. And then if they win it, it it opens you up to even more jokes from all the Dukies and in-state NC Dukies State fans. Dukies have nothing to say to you oh, anymore. Oh, my gosh. Like, last year was last year. Come They're on. all in the mentions. They're all in the DMs. They're ready. You, last year, they can't, even, they can't even remember what happened last year. Like, sending them home in the Final Four, that is non-factored. They're back. John Shire has them going. So now, so now the whole Bucky. thing is, like, they cannot win it. Come on. I mean, it's not just sending them home in the Final Four. It's ruining Coach K's last yeah. game at Cameron Indoor when nobody expected it to spark yeah. a run to take you to the Final Four to see Coach K again and then end his career. Yeah, I mean, Come that, on. it was great. That's the end of it. That's but that was last year, though. Oh, boy. That was last year. No one cares about that. Like, now it's just so all the are, jokes. Are you saying an NIT banner to Carolina I Tar Heel basketball is oh, akin no. to the AFC South Division Championship <laughs> banners we see hanging inside Lucas Oil for the Combine. You can't put it up, man. You so, can't put it up. You can't put it up. There's no banner. You can't You can't flag them up. You can't give them rings. You can't put it up. Like, like Jets fans oh. hanging the banner of, like, we won NFL honors, man. <laughs> we swept NFL honors night. You can't do it. That's can't not the banner it. you're looking for. Win or go home. All right, so let's just jump into it. Uh, based on your knowledge of the NFL, your areas of expertise, and the things that you've seen and done and know, 
When you hear Rodgers saying digging in on compensation, what does that mean? Do you think? Oh, the Packers want, I mean, they, they want big compensation back for a four-time MVP. Even though, look, it's, it's a game of chicken. They know he has to go because they're fine with him. You heard Mark Murphy's comments. You've kind of sensed around the building that, okay, it's done. You know, because all of the other stuff, and when you go to the playoffs, you don't necessarily put up with that kind of behavior. Your tolerance for some of the stuff that he has put them through, they're not willing to go through that again. At some point, you want to reset the clock, play Jordan Love, see what it looks like, and get on with the rebuilding process. But you also don't want to give him away, even though you know you don't want him back. You want the Jets to pony up. At some point, though, the rubber meets the road, and you have to be like, okay, look, he goes. And it's funny, though, because he is following the path of Brett Favre. It's like, crazy. It's, it is the craziest it. thing that we've ever seen. Like, as much as we thought that they didn't want to kind of have these parallel lives, they're living these parallel lives. And you're having to live it twice because now you had Brett Favre come to the Jets. I know that's your squad. Now Aaron Rodgers is going to come to the Jets. I can't believe it. The two things that I can't believe it is, number one, that the Jets – well, the thing that disappoints me for the Jets is that they're still in a position of needing the all-time great – Packer yeah. to come to them and that they they you know when he, when the all-time great Packer is in the midst of a of a divorce. Yeah. Favre's was far messier than what we're seeing right now. I know a lot of folks are thinking that Rodgers is a diva and he just is dragging it out and all. There's nothing compared to what Favre did. Like showing up after no. saying I'm out, coming back in June to say I'm back. <laughs> like yeah. you know that whole you've turned the page two months, guess what I'm back. Get out of here with that. So I I, and, and, you know, Brockman over there and my other guys were like saying, you know, he's the most relevant player the Jets have had, you know, in your wow. lifetime. And you're going to wow. you're going to sit here and draw the line at, at two first. And I'm like, hell yeah. Absolutely. Joe Douglas has got to say right, at some then, point, yeah. you have him back then. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you put him back in your building and on your cap and in your roster and you take him back. Yeah, well, I mean, because yeah, right? Joe I mean, Douglas has that, that leverage because. It's clear that the Packers don't want him back. And so you don't want to give up two first for a guy who may only play one additional year, maybe two years. He really sets you back in the rebuilding process. Because without those two first round picks, we talk about first round picks being the nucleus, the core of your foundation for your team yes. going forward. And so you give that up for an aging quarterback who, by all accounts, he didn't play great last year. He was fine, but he wasn't great. The Jets going all in, you want him because he's an upgrade over Zach Wilson, and maybe he can be the mentor that Zach Wilson needs, but you don't want to give up all that compensation no. because now you're all in on Aaron Rodgers, and it's when, it's, look, it's, it's, it's Super Bowl or bust, in my estimation, with sure. the Jets. You have to do it. If not, the move is viewed as a failure. So you got to make sure that you don't give up too much to so mess the, it up. So then to put a button on this, Bucky Brooks, what do you feel would be fair compensation? You know, I would have a hard time giving up a first-round pick for him just – because he's 39 years of age. How long is he going to play? If he only plays one year, that first-round pick, you talk about five years of compensation, draft capital, all that stuff that you're you're giving away because the first-round pick you have control for five years. Yes. That's a lot. Uh, Top of the second round, multiple second-round picks or whatever, like I'm fine, but I can't give up a first-round pick for Aaron Rodgers at this stage, even though I think it's a win-win for the Jets. It's a win because you get a player who knows how to win. He has a young set of receivers. If he's all in, meaning he shows up at the offseason, he's willing to work with Garrett Wilson and Eli Moore and all those guys, it works. The other part, we know that Zach Wilson has always idolized Aaron Rodgers. Yes. And we've seen the picture that circulated when they scrimmaged last year, how he kind of took him under his wing and talked to him. Maybe, just maybe, 
Aaron Rodgers can unlock some of the stuff that Zach Wilson has inside. And so you go from Aaron Rodgers for two years to now a better version of Zach Wilson that maybe we haven't seen. Bucky Brooks here on the Rich Eisen Show in studio. Kind enough to join us on a rainy Los Angeles Wednesday. My NFL Network, NFL Media Group a colleague here uh, uh, in studio. So um, the best quarterback on your draft board is? C.J. Stroud. But it's close. Now, and, and the reason why I say it's close because C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young both bring outstanding tools to the table. They both play the game the right way. They both have the ability to to emerge as franchise quarterbacks. Okay. The reason why I lean towards C.J. Stroud is prototypical dimensions. 6'3", 225 or so pounds, natural thrower, maybe the, the most natural passer in the draft. He has everything that you've always looked for in the position over the last 25 years. Mm-hmm. And so when you think about how you want to build your team, like that's what it, it looks like. Bryce Young has all of those attributes, high IQ, th- great accuracy, throws with touch, timing, and anticipation, terrific performer in the clutch. The size factor, though, 5'10 and some change, 185 pounds. I know he, he measured in at 205, but like he played his final season at 185. And so when you look at the frame, and I think that's the thing, because people say, oh, he's built like Kyler Murray. But when you watch them side by side, they're not built the same. And so you just worry about durability in a very physical game. And I know people have thrown out there, he could be the Steph Curry of that. But remember, Steph Curry dealt with injuries the early part of his career before he became the Steph Curry that everyone adores. And so Bryce Young has that ability, but uh, the draft is part beauty pageant. If I'm going to take the beauty pageant, I'm going to go with the bell of the ball. And to me, that is C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud. Do you believe that's who the Panthers traded up to go get? Man, I I will say this. Um, It had to be one of the two, and you still can do that. When you go number one, it's all yours. And so even if there was a decision still to be made about Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, you make the move because you have your choice. You can go to pro days. You can figure it out. You continue to talk to people. But I will say, when you're in the Carolina Panthers uh, organization and you look at their coaching roster. Frank Reich, big quarterback, played in the league. Josh McCown, big quarterback, played in the league. Uh, you think about Jim Caldwell helping out on that offensive staff. Who did he unlock to help the Baltimore Ravens win a Super Bowl? Joe Flacco, big quarterback that played in the league. And so I just believe that when you're a big quarterback and you've seen the game played a certain way and you played it a certain way, mm-hmm. you kind of lean towards that. I think C.J. Stroud will ultimately be the pick, even though – Scott Fitterer was in Seattle when they took Russell Wilson. And so maybe, just maybe, there's still some of the, the, that debate between the two. But I think C.J. Stroud ultimately would be the pick. Tell me how Anthony Richardson crashes the party. I don't know, to be honest. Like, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Like, this is, 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 is a mythical uh, unicorn that has somehow dropped in our lap because he had a dazzling performance at the Combine. And I'm saying this as respectfully as I can about Anthony Richardson. Outstanding athlete. You don't see guys 6'4", 244, run a 4'3", four, four, vertical 40-plus inches and all of that. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, the game is played between the lines. And when people, and I hate this about our part of the business, when we make comparisons, people need to make sure they dig deep when they make those comparisons. So the guy he's most compared to is Cam, Cam Newton, right. and then we've heard some of the Jalen Hurts thing. Well, let's go back to when Cam Newton was in the SEC at Auburn. Cam Newton rushed for 1,400-plus yards, won a Heisman Trophy, took a team that had one other pro to a national title, and won. Jalen Hurts. 
Jalen Hurts, I think people kind of forget, Jalen Hurts' freshman year, his first two years in Alabama, he rushed for over 1,800 yards, had 20 touchdowns. And if Deshaun Watson doesn't pull off a miraculous comeback, he has the walk-off run to win the game. Jalen Hurts was that good in the SEC. So now we look at Anthony Richardson, who quarterback at 6-7 and team at Florida. He has 650 yards, but he only completed 53% of his passes. When we talk about Cam Newton and Jalen Hurts, both of those guys were mid-60s completion percentage. And so when we make these comparisons, like, oh, he's a bigger, faster version of Cam, hold up. Look at how Cam played and look at how Richardson played. We see the flash plays, but I would have a hard time saying that I'm going to take Anthony Richardson in the top five and say he's going to be my franchise quarterback when I've only seen him do it for one season. And it wasn't impressive when it comes to the production nor the victory. So do you evaluate Will Levis higher? I would say that I would take Anthony Richardson over Will Levis because they're more dynamic athlete. But Will Levis, I think the same questions exist. We've kind of created this thing where, okay, a couple years ago, he played well for Kentucky, but last year, the tape is not great. Mm -hmm. And I know everyone is chasing. This is what we do in our business, particularly on the football side. When you miss out on somebody, say we missed out on Josh Allen, we spend our time trying to find the next one (laughs) where we can make it right. And because Josh Allen has popped in the National Football League, Everyone is saying, oh, well, this guy has those traits. It's going to work. But the Buffalo Bills might have called lightning in the bottle. Great combination of hardworking player, great coaching with Brian Dayball and Sean McDermott and that staff, and it worked. There's no guarantee that Will Levis or Anthony Richardson are going to work like that because all of those factors have to work together. The only place where I would say Anthony Richardson would be intriguing, Mm -hmm. the Seattle Seahawks, because they have Geno Smith in place. Yes, If they were going to drop a – top five pick and say, hey, we won't see him until 2024, 2025. Okay, we can sign off on it because it's the ultimate gamble. It's more of an NBA basketball pick where you're gambling on production and potential um, instead of like what you've seen. But man, even then, it's still kind of rich to take a quarterback that you really haven't seen have success in college and say that he's going to have greater success in a league that is much harder with faster and more dynamic athletes. Bucky Brooks here on the Rich Eisen Show. So now that we've established in your mind that you say Richardson's a risk and that Levis is potentially Mm -hmm. pushed up because we're all looking for the next Josh Allen and he's somebody that could be reminiscent of it and that Stroud and Young, we're assuming that's one, two. We just Mm -hmm. don't know the order yet. So if you're the Colts sitting at fourth overall, why Mm -hmm. wouldn't you decide to call Lamar Jackson later today and see what's up? on that front because if you're thinking about maybe Richardson maybe Levis there I can't trade up into the top two to get the guy that we would want if you're thinking about maybe I'm taking an unproven commodity albeit at the Mm -hmm. very beginning of their career the very beginning of their contracts why wouldn't you just tap the phone digits for Lamar Jackson. I mean, it would would be intriguing and it would have to be something that Shane Steichen would want to do in terms of like that style of quarterback. He has success with Jalen Hurst. You've seen what Jalen Hurst has been able to do. Uh, Lamar Jackson is a more dynamic version of that. The one thing in Jalen Hurst's family, ultimate leader, people speak highly of Lamar Jackson, his teammates and all those other things. Yes. But then the contract, can you put a poison pill contract that prevents the Baltimore Ravens from being able to match because what no one wants to do the negotiating for the Ravens. No one wants to do. I hear that that all the time. And I understand the idea of Eric DaCosta and Steve Bishotti working on this Rubik's cube for a a year and a half and then handing it off to the, 
the kid, the smart kid in the corner and saying, you, you, fi- you, you figured you out and hand the cue back to me when it's completed. I totally understand mm-hmm. that, but you can also just roll, you know, roll with it and see. Oh, for sure. Because he tweeted out yesterday, Lamar, that, you know, uh, he didn't turn down two hundred million guaranteed. Yeah, maybe you put that on the table, and well, that's I mean, and that's the, that's the pill that you put in that might be poison for the Ravens. Is very to even match. Look, it's a very intriguing thing. I believe a couple of things. The Baltimore Ravens should have had this done a couple of years ago. Like you want to do it because now we're going to see these quarterbacks come up: Herbert, Burrow, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, they're going to be after year three. They're going to get paid because before the price, Watson's contract existed. Look, it's it's going to go up, and I understand Lamar Jackson's contention over Deshaun Watson's yes. deal because. He looks at his resume compared to Deshaun Watson's resume and say, look, that should be the floor of what I'm getting. But it's a negotiation, so both guys have to kind of go back and forth and figure out what their final number is, but it has to be big. It certainly doesn't help that Daniel Jones comes in at well over 40 and all that other stuff. But um, it's interesting because if you're the Colts, do you feel like if I sign the big deal with Lamar Jackson, yes. do we have enough to then win? Because once the quarterback gets paid, it puts more pressure on the front office. Yes to fill the team with draft picks. Do you feel good enough about the structure of the program that we can win right now as is would you? and bring young guys? Would you? I mean, I think the hardest piece is the quarterback. And so if you're telling me Lamar Jackson versus what is available in the draft, I'm going to opt towards Lamar Jackson. Yeah, and even if the Ravens match, you could turn to your fan base and said, we tried. Yes. I know I know. we're searching for the next luck. We're, we've been spinning our wheels since mm-hmm. luck surprised us. He surprised you all that we're for the next guy we tried and plus they also don't have a quarterback to alienate by the attempt no. it kind of works on many levels it does it does it, it literally though is how do you feel about Lamar Jackson without really speaking to him see because a lot of this you do the legwork you're talking to the agent behind the scene you're trying to get mm-hmm. well, what would it look like if we tried to put this deal together well now you got to speak directly to Lamar and so and having that communication, you're a little late to the party in terms of that, but it still can be done because Lamar is representing himself. He also can say, here's what I'm looking for. Here's what I want. You start, you're going right to the source. And so now that the league year is about to kick off, yeah. we'll get a true opportunity to see what is it that Lamar wants. Because the one thing that we haven't heard, we haven't heard his side get out because normally the agent would do that. He hasn't said that. He's, he's put out cryptic tweets and yes. those things, yes. but we haven't heard how we always were here, agency, agencies would make sure that his style would get out to counter whatever the Ravens had put out. We said that if the Colts sign Lamar and they get him, they should send a Mayflower truck to his house in Baltimore in the middle of the <laughs> night to move worst. him. Is it too soon? Are you, you saying are it's, it's still too soon? Is it still too soon? You guys are the worst. You're going to have the Mayflower truck like it did. Just in the middle of the night, though. Not in the middle of the day. It's got to be the middle of the night. It's got to be dark. Is that wrong? It's still too soon, you're saying. It's been like... still too soon. Yeah. Uh, before I let you go, Bucky Brooks, um, we couldn't help but notice who you chose in your mock draft for the Chargers, Bijan Robinson, Ooh. in uh, in the wake, obviously, of the news that Austin Eckler says, I'd like to seek a trade, and the Chargers actually granted him that. What do you think is happening with the best touchdown scorer we've seen in the league for the last two years in the free agent running back market and, and whatnot? Well, I would say that the nerves have won out. We now have no regard for running backs at all that are older. And we've seen, like, just look at what the Philadelphia Eagles did. They, they, they signed three running backs, let Miles Sanders go, and say, hey, we're okay playing, I would say, like, bargain basement prices for the running back position. Yes. 
with Austin Eckler, great player, terrific score for them. But look, he, he's older now. And so you have an opportunity to reset the thing. You get Bijan Robinson. You get a bigger back, maybe a more physical back to kind of finish it up. In my mind, I believe there's a place for both guys. There's a place for a big running back and Austin Eckler. As, as great as Austin Eckler is, there is something to be said for having a big back that defenders have to feel when you tackle them. Yes. And so when I look at the charges and I look at maybe the next step for them getting over the top, man, it's a physical back that can help them grind it out as they're learning how to win and close out those games in the postseason. Because that's, that's the next thing for them is to find a way to close out games. And sometimes having a big physical back that can do some of that, that four-minute stuff will help them, even though Bijan Robinson is a star. So who would you counsel to flip some uh, draft commodities in Tom Telesco's direction for Eckler and pay him? You know, I don't know, because I feel like the league has changed so much. I don't know if anyone's ponying up significant capital for that, because when you look at this draft class, there are a ton of running backs. You and DJ called it. Y'all saw all those guys blaze the track. You saw them run. You saw them catch. You saw them do all that and other stuff. And last year, Isaiah Pacheco, seventh right. runner, scored in the Super Bowl. And so, and so it makes it harder for the veteran running back on the market to get the money that they want. And so it's going to be hard. Like Once you get two contracts as a running back, from there, you're on a year-to-year basis in terms of like these one-year deals that are maybe slightly above the minimum. It's just very, very difficult to change the perception of running backs. It won't go back to the early 2000s when you saw three running backs taken in the first 10 picks. It's not happening anymore, so it changes how they're viewed. They're still important, but they're not valued at the same level that they were valued in the past. So that's why I'm saying if I'm the Bills, I call the Titans, and I'm like, are you interested is, oh, yeah. is, Hen- is Derrick Henry available? Because to me, that's the guy. You get him right now, and you stand him next to Josh Allen on the 15-yard line. But one, you can't line. see. Like, now, if I'm the back, if I can't see what's going on. I can't that's see what's right. going that's on what because I got Josh Allen in the big back. That's what I'm saying. Would change, and, yes. and I'm saying you put the pressure on the defense. Which one would you want to be hit by less? coming at you Ooh. downhill. No, and so and so when so, you, when you think about that, when you think about the Derrick Henry and if he is on the market, the teams that need him are the ones that are that close to the, getting over like the top. Like the Bills, the Buffalo right? Bills are there because the last thing they need is to take some of the pressure off Josh Allen, mm-hmm. have him do the dirty work as the runner. So now you get that physical back and a Derrick Henry or another supersized back to do some of that and they have to commit to running the ball a little more to take that pressure off. But yes, they need a marquee back to do some of that stuff, to take the pressure off Josh Allen and let him throw it all over the yard to Stephon Diggs and others. All right. Um, before The last one for you. Um, and then, of course, I'd love to have you back as, as we're getting ready for, for the big draft day. The player you love. The film jumps off at you, you think. And, and let's, let's, keep it, let's, keep it, let's keep it quarterback century. Let's talk okay. about Hennon Hooker from Tennessee. And there's a lot of conversation about Hennon Hooker and the age and the six-year player from Tennessee and yes. transfer from Virginia Tech, if he's healthy to me, he's quarterback three. Uh, when you look at his tape and you watch how he plays, this guy is a pro. He throws it. He spins it the way that you want to do it. He has a, a calmness about him in terms of the leadership ability uh-huh. that I can trust him. And so at a time where teams are looking for that, that value quarterback in the second round that you can get that maybe can be the Jalen Hurts, yeah, right. Henry Hooker to me is the one that – Maybe you cast your lot with him. If the team is good, he's ready to kind of go in there and do some things. I think he is the one that you need to look at, even though the knee is a concern because he, he tore his ACL at the end of the year. When he's healthy and ready to go, I think he's going to be a very, very solid start in the league. And that's why maybe the Colts don't call 
mm-hmm. Lamar today. They can just sit tight, hold tight, hope that somebody falls in. But man, that's a lot of hoping and wishing. I know. At some point, you got to have a quarterback. Or you could say, screw it. I'll trade into the end of the first round for him. I got a fifth year control, like what they mm-hmm. did, the Ravens did for, for Lamar. Lamar Jackson, yes. Great stuff, man. Greatly appreciate it. Thanks for coming here, Bucky Brooks. Bucky Brooks right here. Check him out on uh, the Moves to Six pod with uh, the equally great Daniel Jeremiah. This uh, conversation about prospects and the Monster Players of the Week, sponsored by Monster.com. Monster.com can help you tackle the job search and make your next career move. It's time to get off the sidelines. Go to Monster.com and win the job hunt. Follow Bucky Brooks at Bucky Brooks on Twitter and at Big Play Football. How about that? Instagram. On Instagram. Let's do it. And I like the combine switcher. You like that? Yeah. I thought I'd bring you back. You spent so much time in India. I know that's your thing. So I was like, I I'm, I'm going to bring Rich back. I appreciate that. And Mike <laughs> Del Tufo, our uh, audio executive, appreciates it because it's probably free. You probably <laughs> yes, I love free. Very good. All right. Uh, Bucky Brooks here on the Rich Eisen Show set. We'll take a break. Come back. Your phone calls, 844-204-RICH, and check in on what's going on in the rest of the world. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show radio network, I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Why don't you? A lot of folks have been hanging on for a while. We're done with the interviewing. Let's get to the phone lines. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Griffin in Houston, Texas. Bless you. You've been holding on for two and a half hours. What's up, Griffin? No, when, it, when it's this show, it's, it's worth it to hold on for two and a half. Appreciate it. You're doing amazing. And I'm also glad 
that you're taking your game to new heights, Rich, by going to New Heights Podcast next week. So I'm definitely It'll be fun. Excited. We taped oh, it. We recorded it at the Combine. It's great. It was a blast. Oh, Did yeah, you... like Jason Kelsey was already talking about. He said you took over the interview. <laughs> was that true? That's <laughs> Well, for what I do for a living, uh, I'm automatically a control freak. I'm used to the Q's, not the A's. And so there were a couple times where he actually asked me to do it. So I did it. Um, It's fun. It's fun. I I worked a little blue. He gave me some free product. I went on my way. Travis, big time just by hosting SNL and not being there. So it's all good. (laughs) It's all good. Well, I'm excited for it. However, um, my, my question to you, Rich, is that given the fact that Rodgers has the intention for playing for the Jets. We've seen what Miami has done recently with Jalen Ramsey and giving two of that contract, although dependent on his health, which I wish him the best of luck because he's played awesome this past year when healthy. And then seeing where the bill is at, I'm worried that this, if Patriots don't continue to succeed this year, that the hot seat for Bill Belichick would get hotter and hotter. Do you think that could be a possibility? And this, all, this is also a question for Patriots legendary fan uh, Chris Brockman. Chris, you want to handle it? You want to handle it, Christopher? You want to handle it? I think Bill Belichick's been on the hot seat for the last couple of years uh, now. Hot seat. <laughs> hot seat. Oh, man. That's, that's rough. Well, I appreciate you all answering my question. Thank but you, I Griffin. Just, that's what I was worried about, too, is like I've been a fan of his, and it's just, I think it'd be really difficult for New England to compete in the division this year. So, thank well, you certainly, if Aaron Rodgers shows up in New York, that'll be thank you. The uh, we're the, for sure fourth in the division. Uh, I well, I mean, yeah. if it's a quarterback driven, if it's a quarterback driven league, then Tua being healthy, I think you'd have the fourth best quarterback in the league. But Mac. I don't know how you can you don't want to get, you don't want to give two first round picks for you know maybe one of the best players that's of correct. all time. So, that's correct. You know maybe maybe I, I'm in better shape with Mac Jones than uh, than that's you correct. are with Aaron Rodgers. A great great way to deflect so, the fact that your team is degrading right before your very eyes. So but we improved because we now have actual coaches who can actually coach the position that see. they're actually coaching. We will see. There's no we will see. Bill O'Brien is an infinitely better coach than oh, Matt Patricia no and question. Joe Judge. No question. No thank, question. Thank you. But, but we will see how it actually plays out. Who's catching it? Who's catching it? Del Tufo. <laughs> how are your hands, Mike? They're good. I mean, I mix with them every day, Rich. Well, use those no, hands Mike. to punch up line two. Chris in Athens, oh, Georgia, you're here on the Rich Eisen oh, Show. How are you, Chris? TJ. Doing good. Doing good. Hey, Rich. Hey, guys. What's going What's up, on? Bro? What's up, champ? Well, as I get ready for my 47th season watching the spectacle that's the Raiders, I'm reminded of a line from Raising Arizona. <laughs> I premonist no return of the salad days. Ah, and good I was, one. I just was wondering, uh, are you guys feeling the salad days or no return good of the salad you, man. days? Well, all I know is that if Rodgers doesn't come to the Jets, the Jets will have a panty on our head, just like uh, <laughs> using another line from Raising Arizona. Nice. We'll be nice. like the unpainted Huff Hines of, of the NFL. Um, <laughs> how many Trump, more Raising Arizona Trump lines can I use? continue to be barren. Yeah. Um, yeah. By the way, I think the uh, we just had the anniversary of Raising Arizona, was just oh, the word. other day. Best uh, Cone Brothers okay. movie out there. I know that's a hot take. Right. Um, mm-hmm. If Rodgers comes, I feel great about the Jets. If he doesn't, then mm-hmm. I, I mean, what, what, what? And thanks for the call. And this is why, you know, the game of chicken is uh, Jets saying to Gutekunst, take him back then. And Gutekunst is like, all right, I'll take him back. Man. What are you going to do? What are the Jets' options right now? 
because Andy Dalton signed with Carolina to mentor whoever they're choosing first right, overall. Right, right. Jameis Winston signed to back up Derek Carr. Baker Mayfield just signed with Tampa. All right. Who's left? Mike White left to go back up to a. Where's Peterman? Peterman. <laughs> yeah, know. Peterman. I don't, I don't know. Lamar Jackson, it's Ryan Tannehill. If Lamar he gets Jackson. Re- if he gets released or work out like a third-round pick or something. Lamar Jackson. The Jets will just. No, but this do you want to give two first-rounders uh, for him? No, this is... You want to hold on to those babies. Of course. Yeah. But, but it's right. a crapshoot. I mean, who is Joe Banner was here. It's 50-50 whether that player. I'm going to, anything. again, trust the process of Tom Pelissero saying they're not asking for two ones. And if they are, then that's the end of it. And, and, and I would not blame Joe Douglas. I would, I would rather see Zach Wilson back under center wow. week one than give up two ones. No, thank you. No, thank you. John in Chicago, you're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up? I'm sure we're going to get a very unbiased Rogers opinion from Chicago. What's up, John? <laughs> hey, fellas, thanks for taking my call, Rich. Thank you, you. Brockman. I got a bone to pick with you. Oh, I like it. Uh, Let's pick it, By man. the way, John, John, we like, John, we like phone calls that start that way. Let's I'll be go. honest. <laughs> all righty. The bone is that you burned me last year, man, with Kansas City, all right, with the uh, survivor pool. Survivor pick. Oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> oh, long memories in Chicago. Very they burned me, too. I will, you're not I alone, know. John. I, was that, know, was that, just, was that the Indianapolis week? That. Brockman, I'm just going to leave it at that. Week That's three. It now. Dude, cost us now, thousands. It, yeah. Allegedly. Now, Rich, the, for, the reason for my phone call is that um, for your sake, I hope, I hope if uh, the former QB of the Packers slash owner of the Bears slash want to be the GM of the Jets, I hope he comes swinging and wins the couple of the first couple of weeks. Because if they lose, man, that locker room is going to be like a, a, a mind walking field, man, because that guy is going to alienate. All the youngsters that no, want to start pointing fingers. Why? What not, man? Why? Why? Yeah. Because because that's always been his thing, man. When when he's like, did any point fingers at these wide receivers this year, the youngsters? You did. Because they weren't catching the ball. I mean, mean, honestly. He should have been there in a training to train with them. Instead, he was just like doing whatever he's doing, golfing or whatever, dark field, dark field, whatever he was doing. I knew we'd get it. We we finally scratched the surface out of Chicago. There comes the Rodgers hate. No, 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 no. Look, I I tip my cap to him. And there is only one quarterback better than him in my eyes. And I've seen NFL. Not as long as you, only for 25 years, because that's how long I've been in America. Uh, there is only one QB I'll take over him, and that guy just recently retired. Yeah, Brady, right? I hear you. That, that, that's it. That's it. All right. No. This guy, when he throws the ball, he is fluent. He's just like like he throws the ball without effort. He's a beautiful quarterback to watch. I keep my and and, and, and right? I it's, it's good. I got it, John. And thanks for the call, but brother. I, uh, just oh. one question. Yes. Uh, I have a, a bone with Rogers to pick because about a year or two ago, <laughs> I think two years ago, he was kicking and screaming and whining. I don't have any playmakers. I don't have nothing. I got nothing. And look at the they just keep picking defense. Next thing you know, he wants three of the four playmakers that's going to the Jets. No, from his hold on a second, John. Team. Let me let me jump in here now. And I appreciate that. And uh, and by the way, there's a lot of bones lot of in bones. Chicago yeah. to pick. 
Uh, thanks for the call, John. What's well, the, the graveyard I, I, I'm beginning to see more in, of, of what Roger said and how he said it on, on Pat's show. Obviously, we're on the air at the same time. Rogers is absolutely in the right when he's saying that he didn't demand players to be acquired by the Jets. And how it comes off, and now he did seemingly criticize the reporting or the reporters who who said it. And I understand his point, though. It's this. He didn't come in and say, I, and we took it the same way, saying that, hey, we're going to put you through a test. You get these guys, you get me. He said on Friday, he's coming. And in terms of the players that, as Diana Rossini said, he delivered a list. I think he said something he didn't put on some ceremonial garb and write it out on parchment. Maybe he's got your quill pen over there. It, and and so I understand his frustration that it comes out with him saying, I'm demanding these players. He was asked, who, you know, who'd you play with? And he kind of digs Lazard. He loves him. Of course he loves Cobb. You mentioned Mercedes Lewis. He's going to love him. Who wouldn't want Odell Beckham? I think that's what he said. That Wasn't that the way that he said it? Yeah. So I understand his frustration that it comes out. Somebody obviously told Diana Rossini, hey, we have a list of players that he likes. And she wrote, he's given him a list. And it makes it seem like it's been a proclamation. And that's how he gets frustrated and angry. And, he, and another reason why I'm concerned about him going to New York, because the New York media does that stuff all the time. <laughs> yeah. And it's in big letters on back pages, multiple. And it's talked about nonstop, turned up. 24-7, 365 by longtime listeners, first-time callers, smoozing in the middle of the night and, you know, mad-dogging during the day. That's the way it goes. But I'm not going to sit here and say he's alienating the young players. The young players are the ones burning cheeseheads in their backyards in YouTube videos, wanting them to come. And Lazard is a pretty damn good player. So this is just the messiness of trying to make a big deal. And I keep saying it over and over again. It just reminds me of buying a house. Anybody who's been fortunate enough to make a real estate transaction or unfortunate enough because it's so frustrating. Both sides ready to go. You know I want your house. I know you need to sell it. You know I know that. And I know you know that. And you know I know what you need. But somebody's going to demand that planters stay in the backyard. Otherwise, we're going to blow up the deal. (laughs) You know, and you look at your spouse and go, should we call their bluff? Like, should we flush the dream house down the toilet? Because this person is such a freaking lunatic that they're willing to blow up a deal of a real estate. That's what this seems like to me. Yesterday, you know, and Rogers, I'm sure he, if he saw it, he gets frustrated by because he didn't make a proclamation. I said Randall Cobb was one of the planters in the backyard. He, at that point in time, he'd already told the Jets, I'm coming. And I'm sure the Jets want to rearrange the furniture in the new house to make sure that the, the guy who's essentially living there, because he can build it into a palace with his talents, is happy. I get it. 
And it comes across as like that person's doing this and that person's doing that. And it's not actually the way it seems. I understand. But all I know is if the Packers are asking for two firsts to make this happen, the Jets should dig their heels in too and say, you take them back. Because those are the planters we're not giving up in the backyard. The house is not for sale. And run the risk. And then what? And then start Zach Wilson? I got it. And then the Packers start Aaron Rodgers while Jordan Love sits. And everyone's kind of miserable that Aaron's miserable being back there. Oh, bummer. Or we just get it done. Because we all need it to get done. Which is why it's going to get done. Everybody just... Aaron says relax. R-E-L-A-X. How about it? How about it? How about you? But it's on you for being stingy. Just give them up. Stingy? It's too much. It's It's not not too much to get Aaron Rodgers and go to the Super Bowl. Guess what, Rich? When we go to the Super Bowl next year and you see Jets in the end zone, guess what you're not going to be thinking about? Those two first-round picks. Got a point. Factual. Still too much. I, I still say no, and I'm you're, sure the you're Jets gonna are. You're going to fight this to the very end. I am. <laughs> you're going to fight this to and, the very and end. And whatever is the holdup, Rodgers has placed firmly on the doorstep of the Packers. He's not sitting there saying to the Jets, why won't you give up the two ones for me, if that's what it is. Again, this could be, again, a whole conversation yeah, I mean, about just, not reality. Yeah. True. And he's laying it at the doorstep. He said, let me just say this, and then we'll take a break and finish up this program. This is what he said when he said, as we discussed earlier, him saying that he's debatably the best player in the history of the franchise. That was the beginning of a very long soliloquy talking about how they're ready to move on. He's ready to move on. Obviously, he loves the city, loved the fans, loved the region. It's never been about that. He said his, my, his life is better because of my time in Green Bay. But we just look at the reality. They want to move on. They don't want me to come back. And that's fine. They're ready to move on with Jordan. That's awesome. And Jordan's going to be a great player. He's an effing great kid. He had a really great year this year and is getting better. He's got a bright future ahead of him. And they've got a good young team. But the fact of the matter is you have an aging face of the franchise for the last 15 years that it's time to do right by. Now, you could sit there and say they've done right by him by giving him what he wants since drafting Jordan Love. I get it. But now it is time to say goodbye. And for the 15 years, you don't hold it up for that extra thing or for the planter in the backyard. Sell the house. I must have forgotten all those Super Bowl appearances in the last dozen years. Sell the house. This guy. I mean, come on. Sell the house. What if the house comes with two first-round draft picks? Sell the house and keep the planners. See, I don't know. Let's take a break. We're finishing this show in a moment. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. All right, Monster.com can help you slam dunk your job hunt and make your next career move. In basketball and life, as we know, there's the regular season and then what's coming up, the playoffs. And your playoffs moment is getting your job and winning the job hunt with Monster.com, which has millions of job openings and great coaching and career advice for a strong performance when it counts. Plus, when you upload your resume to Monster.com, you can be recruited by employers before they even post their jobs. Monster.com specializes in the right teams for employers and knows how to match you with those job fits. And when you score the position, Monster.com has a salary calculator that ensures you're paid what you are worth. Get off the bench. Go to Monster.com. Win the job hunt. Monster.com. Jets have the sixth best Super Bowl odds. (laughs) And you don't want to give up two first-round picks. What are you, insane? Watch. Watch (laughs) it happen. They'll come to an agreement, and it will not be for two first-round picks. One? It will not. It won't be for who, a who single first-round first round pick. Oh. Rodgers has put the pressure on. It's time to do right by him. This is like you finally get a date with like Margot Robbie, and yes. you're like, do you want to split the bill? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, no, it's not. Like, you're crazy. Terrible analogy. That's That's a brutal great, analogy. That's a great analogy. A brutal analogy. Great analogy. A brutal analogy. Do you mind if we go Dutch? <laughs> so like, stupid. Before you go. Like, yeah. No. You're going to pay no, half, No, right? it's the real estate analogy I made, not your dumb analogy. You're going to pay half. So stupid. <laughs> what's what's this I'm seeing about Scotty Scheffler's oh, master's menu, his so, champion's menu is I out? I want to go. It, the menu is out for Scotty Scheffler. He only won last year's master's. What do you got? So the, the, oh, there it is. Cheeseburger dinner. sliders. I mean, so appetizers of cheeseburger sliders Atta and firecracker boy. shrimp. Some tortilla boy. soup. You can't go wrong. Main course, oh, Texas ribeye or black oh, and red fish. fish. Okay. And then we take oh, it home the with, the, with the chocolate chip skillet, skillet cookie with cook with ice cream. Oh. That could be. By the way, that is without a, the hold on a minute, go there up here. If you take out the word firecracker and put rock tempura, oh, in front of shrimp, and you take out tortilla, you take out the soup and just put tortillas, and you take out the fish. That change meant, the whole menu? No, 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 no. The sliders are fine. Okay. The shrimp is fine, but it's rock tempura shrimp. Take yeah. out the soup being the tortilla form of soup. Just have it like tortillas, like a tortilla bar. Take out the fish. Just give it steak. And then keep the dessert the same. That could be the, the club dinner menu of my children. <laughs> All three of them. Xander, Cooper, and Taylor. If they won the Masters, that would be their menu. It's pretty damn close. It's a, That's an amazing. They will take the sliders, rock shrimp menu. tempura, tortilla bar, steak. You might have to. You know, Taylor might have a problem with the steak, but Cooper and Taylor, uh, Cooper and Xander started eating steak whenever it, they were around it. The warm chocolate chip skillet Please. cookie. Oh. I mean, I can't even. Oh my god! Now what? that's next level. 
Well How done. Big is well the done, cookie? Scotty Scheffler. Now How that's... big is the cookie, do we think? I mean, it's probably a personal a, skillet. No, I mean, no, no not personal. No, you got to get one of those big ones. You slice it up. Oh, you don't oh. want individual? Yeah, no, oh, not individual. Like oh. It comes a whole oh. bunch. Tiger, you take one. Fuzzy, you take one. You go. Fuzzy's still invited? I don't know. <laughs> that's trying to name other Masters champs. Jack, you want a warm skillet cookie slice? Brockman said he would. That's like a child's menu. That's incredible. Ben Crenshaw passed the milk. Brockman says he wouldn't take the cheeseburger sliders because since he's going for the ribeye, he didn't want too much. Right, and I'll eat some shrimp first with a little soup. Is Bubble Watson a dunker? He dunk it? (laughs) Double dunk. Now, my question is this Do the live guys have to sit in their own section? (laughs) (laughs) That's the uh, the pond. Yeah. They got the pond. They got the pond. The the live kitty table? (laughs) The kitty table. The live kitty table. Uh, That's a child's menu. Fantastic. It's perfect. Well done. The only thing missing are the mozzarella sticks. It's perfect. Remember when Tiger won when he was only 21? It was the same deal. It was like milkshakes, cheeseburgers, French fries. We should make up our own, each one of us. Why not? Let's do it. Like right before the Masters. First things first is you got to do better than double bogey on a hole. (laughs) I think if any of us double bogeyed a hole at the Masters, that'd be a huge win. Skillet cookies for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Orange whip. whip. On the house. Orange whip's all around. Uh, Thanks to Bucky Brooks, to Jason Kelsey, John Smoltz, and my friend Sam Prince, who's been hanging out all day. Um, And uh, thanks to, uh, in advance, Andrew Siciliano and my wife, Susie Schuster. My wife. wife. She does not like that. I know she doesn't. She'll be here Friday, Siciliano, Thursday. I'm tapping out. My left eye is twitching as I say it. We'll wrap up this show on the Roku channel in a moment.